everybody, and welcome back to Last Bell. I'm Ethan. And I'm Ben, and this is the Last Bell, NBL's weekly variety podcast created by Desktop Publishing. Ethan, the school year is drawing to a close. It is. Scary, but exciting. Oh, yeah. Really, really fun time. Um, a little bit of review for the sports. Golf is not doing so hot. As said by a golf member, we're not I'm, bashing yeah, golf. I'm, I can say that. I'm in golf. Yeah. Uh, baseball and softball are doing pretty decent. Softball is doing better than baseball. And, um, but yeah, they're, they're repping their chargers and they're doing their thing right now. So try to make it to a game if you can. Those are always really fun. Yeah. Baseball games are fun. I didn't go to any, like when I was an underclassman and I have gone to a few this year and I did last year too. And they're a good time, especially when it's nice out like this. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, The weather's been beautiful. It's getting, getting warmer, a little bit more humid, but we'll take it. For sure. Take it over the snow. For for sure. sure. Today we are joined by a very special guest. Mr. Lunston, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mr. Lunston. <laughs> I feel like you did a pretty good job, but sure, yeah, hi. Well, it's it's, it's me. If you don't know who Mr. Lunston is, I'm guessing the only people who wouldn't know who he is would be like our viewers who don't go to MVL. Yeah. Um, shout out to you, Thailand and Ireland and all you guys from other countries, because we see you. We see you on Anchor. We see <laughs> the 1%. Here, so. Swati ka. Um, wait, what, what language or Swati cup. It's a Thai. Thai, thai for hello. Swati cup. Top of the Martin to you. <laughs> there we go. What was the other one? Like Ireland. Uh, and then UK. Uh, Isle of Man had some governor. too. <laughs> <laughs> and now they've stopped we listening. Go. We've offended all of them. So they're, there we go. they're done. Uh, no, yeah. Mr. Lunson is... Just introduce yourself, tell actually. Us, tell us just, a little about yeah, uh, Okay. So I'm the, I'm the fine arts instructor. So I teach, uh, let's see, fundamentals of art, painting, drawing, ceramics. Uh, graphic design, desktop publishing, the class that this podcast is created for. Uh, what else? I feel like I'm missing something. AP art is a really big one. Um, yeah. Awesome. So first year, first year teacher. That's that's got to be exciting. How do you think this year went? Considering everything, I think really well. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I kind of came on in late June, early July, so with like not a lot of prep time. Yeah. I survived, I think. So I survived. So that means it went well. Oh, yeah. The first year has always got to be the hardest. That's what I've heard. Just like dipping your toe in the water, getting acclimated, and then smooth sailing from there. Yeah, even just like events and the way, sir. Like I still haven't even made it through a graduation. You know, there's a lot of things where you just don't know until you go through it. True. Sure. Um, yeah, so we do have questions for you. Um, ben, you want to start us off with one? For sure. Mr. Linson, you are a very well traveled man. What are what are some of your uh, travel tips for Ethan and I as we travel this summer? Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, I used to be a big proponent of not doing research. For some reason, I always thought like if I was going to go to a country, I just wanted to experience it as pure as I could. Yeah. So I like wouldn't read travel books or wouldn't look anything up. Uh-huh. Um, and then what happened is I would go somewhere and I would realize like oh I missed something really cool mm-hmm. or some basic thing that I so yeah. Uh, I travel with my stomach, uh-huh. usually. I love food, so what I try and do is I'll look up. Um, I know I like art, uh, like general cultural things, and then I like food. So I'll go on to Google, and I'll look up the best local restaurants. Mm. Like when I'm in Thailand, I try not to eat like American food or super right. general stuff that we have over here. So, you know, if I was going to Bangkok and I knew the general area that I was going to be in, I would look up the best restaurants I could find, and that's mm-hmm. how I would plan my day. I'd say, for breakfast, I'm going to stop here, and then I know I want to go to this museum. 
and then for lunch I'm gonna go here, and then dinner I'm gonna go here. So I kind of like pick spots that are across the city because I know I have time to walk. Sure. So my day's spent, like all the stuff in between where I eat is like the exploration and you kind of get to like mm-hmm. experience cool things that you don't plan for, right. but you know you're gonna go eat yeah. somewhere awesome and maybe like go to a really cool museum or a park or something. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to plan it out like with some stuff and not going super detailed, like being super touristy. Cause then you, like you said, like you, you have destinations that you want to go to, but along the way you may discover something cool that's like on a whim. Yeah, and every single time that happens, there's I do street photography when I travel, and I gave myself a rule a couple of years ago where as soon as it popped into my head that I wanted to stop, because I'll shoot for like three or four hours at a time, but the second I go, I should stop, I gave myself the rule of I have to walk at least one more block. Uh-huh. And it's unlike every single time that one more block, I run into someone cool, I take a great photo, or I end up finding a whole new path to go down and I end up huh. shooting for like another half. So it, it would be the same thing if you were traveling, like plan stuff, but like leave those moments for mm-hmm. discovery. And then don't be afraid to like, if you feel like you're going to stop, like just go a little bit further because something could be really cool around the corner. I think that's great life advice for just sure. in general. The, the whole like, if you're about to stop, just go a little bit further. That's that's really cool. That that's worked out for you every time. That's interesting to hear. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what are some of your favorite trips you've been on? Oh, hmm. I mean, Italy was a big one because that was my, I've been to Canada, but Italy was like my first time really out of the country Mm -hmm. where it's totally different language, different culture. And then obviously being in places like Rome, you know, you learn about it in grade school and Mm -hmm. high school and then even in college and to actually like be there and see these things. Mm -hmm. That was, that was pretty life changing. Um, And then outside of that, I think Indonesia is the first Asian country that I went to and it made me realize like I, I love Asian yeah. countries and I, I love Asian yeah I love Asian <laughs> yeah. I love Asian countries no it's great uh but I went I went through Kingdom Workers which if you're thinking about doing stuff you should definitely look into Kingdom Workers right now they've got a trip to Indonesia where you like teach people how to cook oh, wow. so you do like cooking lessons uh which would be really cool like it's like um gospel outreach and cooking but uh Indonesia is the first time that I like felt like I made it not the first time because Canada, I have people that feel like family, but like I made family members in Indonesia at the church that was there. Cool. And I know I haven't been there like, is it six years? But I know if I went back right now, it would be like smiles and open arms and like we hadn't mm. skipped a beat. Cool. So that was really cool for me, making me realize like you can go halfway around the world and, yeah, you know, we share the most powerful thing in common, like our faith. Mm-hmm. And right away, it's like, doesn't matter that we can't really speak the same language. But those, so. those two specifically. Awesome. That's yeah. That's really cool. That's got to be a great way to like give you a lot of light, nice life perspective. You know, just traveling and seeing how they live and how their their cultures are different and how we, we sort of all interact and mm-hmm. kind of can come together on like a basic level like that. Yeah, and, and tying that to like the advice for traveling too, and this goes for anyone. Is I tell my kids this when we're eating because I'll make some adventurous food, and they always go like, "Oh, it tastes gross," or like that looks weird and the big thing for me is like don't use those adjectives it's different like and that's what i tell people who might be going to like a new country for the first time is it's not weird it's different right like to some people the things we do is really really weird you know like imagine the people that walk pretty much everywhere and then to come to a culture where we drive everywhere like to them it's like it's weird that you drive everywhere like no it's just different 
that that awesome. uh, just something I like I want to mention is I heard a story once about like what you were saying with with like it's kind of a bad idea to think like oh like good old America like we do everything right because like so many other cultures think they do everything right and I heard a story about um a culture in the like a tribe in the Amazon that's like been re- really secluded for a long time and this guy and his team went there and they were wearing they were wearing like hiking shoes and like cargo shorts and stuff and the native people were all in shorts and they were like these people don't know how to walk like they thought all these european guys like <laughs> had no idea how to walk because like these people had like splayed feet yeah like their their toes went like this because they just ran around barefoot all the time and they would like scurry up trees like super easily and they just thought like i don't know it's just a perspective thing i guess like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh sorry i know you've got another question but a quick little um uh, I guess more advice or something you guys should read if you're a Steinbeck fan out oh, there. Yeah. John Steinbeck has a book called A Russian Journal, and he wrote it with one of my favorite photographers, um, uh, uh, Robert Kappa. So it was post-World War II, and, like, the Russian scare was coming on, and these guys used to hang out together, and they shot, like, Kappa did photos during the war, Steinbeck wrote during the war, and I think he participated too. But anyways, they were basically bored. Huh. And they would sit and talk with a bunch of people in Russia, got brought up a lot, and they realized the only things they were hearing was all this bad stuff about Russia, and they would ask everyone, and everyone had wild opinions, but nothing was based on facts, so they just went, why don't we just go to Russia and just write the story of what happens when we get there, like no preconceived notions, no agenda, and that's what the book is, and it you know, kind of ties into some of these things where you go and it's like, oh, this is weird, but then their perspective and what they thought of Americans is like, well... What you think about us is actually not true. It's just based on things you've heard. And what we think about you is based on, and you you just got to like go and actually meet the people and talk to them. That's such good advice, especially where in the culture when we sometimes, you know, it's very like visual. Sometimes we'll see something and make a snap, snap judgment. I think I've heard it takes like about a seventh of a second to make like a a first opinion of something. Mm -hmm. And once you hear all the facts, it's much, it's a much different opinion oh yeah that's my number one thing i do when i travel is i every single and again and i make weird rules for myself like one of them is walk an extra block another is meet a new person every day and again it's super easy and it works really well and every time it's paid off and they probably enjoy it talking to someone from right oh yeah absolutely yeah it's a mutual thing it's you know i'm genuinely interested in them and their culture and their story and just like i want to know where you work like where do you work what do you do what kind of food do you eat? Like, where should I go? Interesting. And then That's they, awesome. yeah. So, that was kind of a, a nice little part. But we, um, you're gonna go on a trip this summer. Where Correct. will you be traveling this summer? Sweden. I'm going to Sweden. Awesome. So that'll be my first time in Scandinavia. You um, said? Yeah, I'm part Swedish. So one of my one of my hopes is I can meet another. There's a lot of Lundstens out there. Uh-huh. So I want to like meet one without actively searching for <laughs> That's one. That's cool. That'd I just kind of want to ask around. Like if I'm like at a restaurant or if I meet some Swedish people, because I know I will. But do you know any Lundstens? Because I want to yeah. meet them. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. They speak good English over there, I'm guessing. Yeah, I yeah. think. And that'll be, you know, another new experience for me is a Scandinavian country, but I don't have to worry about language language yeah, barrier sure. as much. For sure. Cool. That's cool. That's what I've heard about a lot of uh, European countries. Like, they'll speak our language better than we'll speak theirs, even if we studied it for, like, four years. Oh, yeah. Because it's just... They all learn it in, like, school. Yeah. So yeah. A lot, for a lot of other countries, it's, like, a requirement. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and um, to cap off this whole like thing about travel we just did, a very interesting website. We've mentioned this before, but I'm going to throw it out there again. AtlasObscura.com is very like, it's not touristy, but it, you, so basically you type in a city or like a place, and then it'll give you like cool places that local people will say you should go to. Mm-hmm. So that's a good travel website. But yeah, uh, branching away from that, we're going to talk to you more about like quote-unquote personal stuff but just yeah so um what inspired you to become a teacher uh well traveling for one um the prior jobs i was at i um one of my last ones i was kind of a lead in a creative department and every time we would get new people on i ended up being the one that would kind of take them under my wing and train them and get to teach them to do the things that I was doing. And I found that really, really rewarding. Um, and then the big moment for me, it was actually really funny because it wasn't that long ago. I was in Thailand and it was my second trip to Thailand. And there were uh, high school students with, actually even before that I was in Myanmar and it was me and one of my really close friends. And she's an amazing photographer, jo- Joelle Julian. You should check her out. But uh, it was me and her and a high school student and then a bunch of nurses and Joel and I were doing photography for a nonprofit that I worked for for a while. And this high school student was with, and she was just awesome. I mean, she's super smart and really dedicated, and she was interested in photography. So I would, like, end each day with mini photo lessons for her, and we'd go on photo walks together. Um, and that kind of, like, planted the seed. And I think by the end of the trip, she was like, Mr. Lunston, you would be a great teacher. And I'm like, oh, I've never really thought about that. Uh, and then fast forward three months and then I went from Myanmar to Thailand, and in Thailand there were two high school students with, and kind of the same thing happened. After After me, I think the next closest person in age was like 60, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so they kind of like gravitated towards me, and neither mm-hmm. of them had been outside of the country. So it was really humbling having the experience of kind of being the person who could show them how to behave in another country, like mm-hmm. the lens through which they were viewing everything, which is kind of what... I talked about before, like, hey, things aren't weird. They're different. Like, branch out, try things. Like, let's go. We used to just go walk and, like, meet people together. Um, And the same thing, like, that trip, I came away with, like, yeah, I really need – I want to be a high school teacher because I like like that age group. Um, And I think there's a lot of – a lot of space still for, like, growth to happen, and you can have a a pretty lasting impact, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Ethan and I both give you very positive reviews. I think you're doing a great job. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So, Thanks for yeah. being our mentor. Yeah, of course. What are some of your favorite moments that you've had teaching this past year? Oh, man. If you had to pick a few. I'm trying to think. I think for me, there's not one. I mean, there's a couple specifics. The The musical is incredible and just being a part of that and seeing what, you know, the mm-hmm. my fellow teachers and the students are all capable of and just how good it was. I'm still impressed. Um, other than that, it's when, when you're like teaching someone and they don't get it or, and then they do, uh-huh. you know, or just seeing that progression in students, even mm-hmm. with you guys, like listening to your latest episodes compared to your first ones and how you guys took to heart the notes that I made. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't me just pounding things into you or like lecturing to you. It was like, no, I give you constructive criticism mm-hmm. and you guys actively like try and make it better. And it's having those interactions with students where, you know, it's working or it's getting through. Or even I like to, uh, if any of my drawing students are listening, I like to read from this book uh, called Art and Fear. And some of them hate it and some of them really like it. But even knowing 
like some days I feel like it's not getting through to anyone, but then a student will be like, hey, I really like that from today. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're listening. Like yeah. you're actually getting it. I, yeah, I don't know. Kind of those moments and then anything with working with art club and just getting to see the stuff that students make and AP art all around. I'm going to miss AP art next year will be good, but I'm going to really miss this first year as a huge blessing having the group of students that I had. Yeah. They're really incredible. Yeah. Thanks so much also to the design team for making our logo. We've thanked them a couple times on this podcast, yeah. but every time it comes up in conversation, we're really happy that we've got our little cartoon faces. Yeah, it's, really it's awesome. great. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, great. So thank you for the, your answers and input to these questions that we've given you. And um, now we're going to move on the episode with a game. We're going to play the classic Two Truths, One Lie, which we have played on here before. One time. One yeah. time. Who was that with? Lexi Fosberg. Lexi Fosberg. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. That was a good time. So we're going to do that again. And uh, Ben, it's kind of a coincidence that uh, Two <laughs> Truths, One Lie is being played by... Two guys. Wait, oh, shoot. I meant to already. <laughs> two youths, one guy. Two youths, one guy. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, awesome. So, um, yeah, so I'm sure you know how to play. Do you know how to play? Yeah, I, I say three things and two are lies. You, and you one. write down oh, yeah, okay, three okay. things. Two, two are youths and one's a guy. <laughs> two are youths and one's a guy. Two truths, one lie, and then we'll all go around and share. All right. And uh, we can always edit this blank space out. So. Let's see. Wait, two are true, right? Yeah, okay. Yep. Awesome. So you guys know the rules? We've prepared two truths, and one of them is a lie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> crushed it. Awesome. So you guys know the rules. We've prepared two truths and one lie. Mr. Linston, would you like to go first? Sure. Do you want the slightly embarrassing, interesting one, or just like the, the average one? Because I rewrote it. Embarrassing and interesting. Embarrassing. embarrassing and, oh, I figured that was, a, spicy. that was a dumb question. <laughs> All right. Uh, I never made it past, past high school geometry. Uh, I averaged a 3.5 in high school. And I threw plates in a rock quarry for fun in high school. Ooh. I hope it's the, f I hope the first one isn't a lie because that would make me feel better about myself because I'm not very proficient in math. I think, I think the geometry one is true. I think the last one was true. I think that your your three point five thing was a lie. What do you think was a lie? Um. I'm with you on that one. You are correct. Oh, Got yeah. it. I just think, I, I ding, think ding, it's ding. just because I've heard you say the first one before. I think one time you joked about that, the, the geometry thing. Yeah, I was trying to think of stuff I haven't told you guys before, right. and that's... I think Ben has... Like, Ben knows me too well, I feel like. This will <laughs> be more... All right, I'll, okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do the... Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll guess before. Well, if, and if you don't... If ben, if you don't know either. I, I won't... I won't yeah, yeah. Okay, these are my three statements. I have been outside of the U.S. before. I've played in a rugby game. And I have a black belt in Taekwondo. I'm trying to remember if China's going to be your first time out of the country. Because I know you're studying it, but I can't remember if you've... Not, I'm not giving any hints. I know. I was going, can I phone a friend? <laughs> yeah. um, hmm, I'm going to say, I feel like you've never been on... I could see you... What, what was the Taekwondo one? I have a black belt. Holy belt. smokes, a black belt in Taekwondo. I mean, I've seen you on the basketball court, and you're vicious. I am vicious. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when he kicks the other team. I'm going to say it's the black belt one is the lie. That is not a lie. The lie <sighs> is I have never been outside of the country. And 
For someone who's obsessed with traveling and stuff as, as I am, I have never been outside <sighs> the country. I've been like half a foot in Canada before because I went to some. Like I went up north once in like this weird spot, but yeah, no. But I have my cousins. <gasps> play, my cousins play rugby. Okay. And we like organized a game, and I played. I was very young. I was probably it was probably like four years ago, and I was probably extremely frail. And <laughs> they definitely did not hit me nearly as hard. <laughs> they as didn't they, hit you hard enough. They, yeah. they, they're beasts. But um, yeah, and I also have a black belt. Like one. Wow. So, so I'm sorry fun. I doubted your skills. Yeah. Okay, for all you people about to take a test out there, if this comes out before exams, go with your gut. Go with the gut. Go with the gut, because that was what my gut told me, and I I didn't listen. And don't don't change the answer. Yeah. Don't erase unless you're positive. <laughs> there's no, we gotta throw like okay, here. Yeah. Awesome. Go for it. So my three. I passed my driver's test. I have eaten like, wait, a taco like ever. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, keep, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. I have eaten a Taco John's, and my first camping trip was when I was two months old. That's hard. I don't. I actually don't know any of these. I, don't know. I, I feel like it's the. That, I feel like it's the ta- Like the Taco John's is so commonplace, but I feel like that's what it is. Like, I could. Have you eaten at Taco John's with him? Have you seen I, him I with Taco I think I've eaten at Taco John's like one time, so I definitely have not eaten with him. So it's very likely if you've only eaten there once, yeah. then he's eaten there never. I think I think that's a lie, too. I'm going to go with that. You guys are both right. I've never eaten at Taco John's. I knew yes. it. Yes. Because also, <laughs> I drove to school today. <laughs> I was like, Ben. Like, that's, that's why I was like, I don't know that I've seen him drive, but he must. Surely. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then two months old. I was I was sort of like brought on that. That wasn't like a <laughs> you were, you were like, it's like Ben make the fire. Yeah. You were like <laughs> nailing the tent to the ground, banging <laughs> in the stakes. And then, oh. Well, Mr. Lonson, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, Ben, where can they find us? As always, you can find us on Stitcher, Anchor, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Pandora, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts. And a big thanks to Mr. Lenson for coming on our podcast episode, and a big thanks for all the support and help and knowledge and insight that you've provided this year. Looking forward to many great years of podcasting in the future. Do you have any last things you want to say to the audience? Uh, well, first of all, thank you to you gentlemen. It's no I'm, I'm happy to be on, and I'm super proud of the work you guys are doing. This has been a blast to thank listen you. to. I, I openly laugh in my car listening to these episodes. You guys are killing it. Um, to everyone out there, is this going out before exams? I believe so. Yes. All right. Go uh, study hard. Good luck. Uh, go with your gut. And just, like, take a deep breath. Yes. <sighs> you, can all, you can all do it. And I hope everyone's got a good summer ahead of them. So thank you, gentlemen. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. See you. Have a great week.